You're listening to The Perth Property Show, Australia's only weekly property podcast by West Australian experts for West Australian listeners. Catch your latest episode every Monday at 7am. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Perth Property Show. My name is Trent Fleskins, your host as always. This is episode 125. I'm so proud to say we are in our third season uh, and we're finally talking about property staging. It's a burgeoning industry in Western Australia. There's only maybe 10 companies actually providing this service. But I personally think it's an extremely important part of your development, your investment, just generally your sales strategy. If you're not staging your property, not spending that few thousand dollars on that, you're missing out on the multiplier effect of it. You'll probably sell it in this market. It is a seller's market, but what did you miss out on not selling it with that amazing staging that we ourselves generally in our own homes wouldn't even think of to that level? We've got one person that I want to talk to about this today. She's the front runner in Western Australia with regards to staging, burgeoning business that I'm very uh, proud to see doing well. It's Sarah James of Perth Style Co. Mate, thanks for coming in. Thank you, Trent. What an introduction. Tell me a little bit about how your business started very quickly and why staging is an important part of the sales process. Going back to finishing high school, I moved to Perth from the country and started a career in property finance. So my roots are within property and within property values and and residential credit. Boring, I know. Yeah, that's what Um, I do, right? Boring. Boring. (laughs) My parents had a real estate office growing up in Kalgoorlie. So I've always been around property. I've always been around home opens as a kid on a Saturday and Sunday and basically turned 30 and thought, what am I doing with my life? I need to find something creative to do. I didn't really want to leave my skill set in in property and in finance. You love the industry. I love the industry and I... I felt like I was really good at it for a 30-year-old to have such an in-depth knowledge of property and of, of finance and what made a property transaction tick. So moving into a creative, flary industry, I thought was maybe barking up the wrong tree. Not, a, I'm not going to get paid as well. Yep. I'm not going to have a bank car. You know, yep. how will I do this? And so anyway, long story short, I uh, quit my job and I started Perth Style Company with what I thought was a, a bucket load of money and quit found out, oh Lord, I've started a, a furniture hire business with no furniture. I'm, I'm guessing that it only takes a few high-end couches and tables to burn your bank account. Absolutely. It's yeah. a very expensive <laughs> business to start, but I was super confident that I could help people sell their house for more money because in property finance, negotiating that extra Twenty to forty thousand dollars with a valuer is actually quite easy to do when you showcase the value of the home and you're comparing it to another comparable property in the area. It has to be emotional. It's very hard to be emotional when it's staged like an investment property. Yes, as yes. in no staging, <laughs> as in which is what a lot of yeah vacant space. Yes, yeah, yeah. So it started off giving people advice. When we look at market value, every property is going to have its credentials. How big's the block? How many rooms does it have? How many living areas? How many bathrooms to form the market value? Showcasing areas that maybe sometimes don't exist to the naked eye. For example, if you've got a double doors in a in a master bedroom that fill out to a spill out to a courtyard, 
then I see value in that as being almost like a secondary usable outdoor space. So if we were to put furniture there and show the buyer that that is a usable space, we're creating more value in the property by showcasing spaces that are similar. I see staging in my very rudimentary view of it as essentially removing the requirement for imagination for a buyer. Oh, people just cannot visualize their life within a home, particularly if people have their stuff their clutter, their own personal belongings, if the property is a little bit tired or, you know, something as simple as colour can turn people off. I don't like that colour. That colour is offensive to me. I don't like the theming or the personal style of the person that lives here. They can't see the home for the things and if it's a vacant home, they can't see the use of the space and nine times out of ten they'll say, oh, it looks bigger vacant. It actually yeah. looks smaller It does vacant. look smaller vacant. Yeah. yeah. Or they'll say, oh, I'm not going to fit my couch in here. Totally. Maybe yeah. you show them a couch that would fit. Yes. Yes. So long story short, as the business evolved, I didn't really have a lot of competition, but I also was new on the scene to real estate agents as well. We saw when realestate.com came along, it really changed the way that houses were marketed for sale. It went from this looks good, the front facade looks yeah. good, it's got curb appeal, let's go to the home open to, wow, we've seen the whole house at the click of the button and we're going to exit out of that property because we don't like anything about it. It's funny how the I've noticed over the years, the front photo, the first hero photo has changed 10 years ago from nearly all of them being the front of the house, the facade of the house, to a lot of them being the hero room yeah. inside. Yeah. And that's so exciting. That yeah. was I found that exciting. People were starting to do videos. People were starting to actually hire professionals to take the photos. Yeah. Like it was a it was an evolution. I just wanted to be part of it. And knowing what I knew about property and how we could influence the end price, I just started putting all of my hard-earned funds back into stock. And now we've been in business for, for seven years and you know, we've got some beautiful relationships with some of Perth's best agents and we, you know, we get to see the results day in, day out, which is really fulfilling. Are there any agents that you think most of the time will say, look, regardless of the property, it needs to be staged because they've seen the results? Yes. That's pretty exciting. It's very exciting. Do you think every property should be staged? No, I don't. I think that there's pockets. Um, and for the listeners, you know, we're, we are based in Perth. We're a Perth-based business. So we know our areas inside out. If they're in a pocket of Perth that, that investing three or $4,000 into staging is not going to return based on the area or the demographic of the home. The price point. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a very linear uh, relationship between the value of the home and the multiplier of the money that you would spend on the staging. So again, if we're out in the $200,000 pocket and you have to spend three, four grand, you may only get three, four grand back possibly. Yep. But if you're in the million dollar plus, you spend 15 grand, you might get a hundred grand. For sure. I don't think we've staged a home over $10,000 based on size. Okay. So that's that would be you know a mega mansion in Pentagon well, Grove, that's for great. example. And we'll talk about those price points definitely later. Is a staging company essentially a furniture hire company? How is your company, for example, or, or any company in Perth that you would think is a reputable staging company, how are they different to that? To simply just hiring someone's 
stuff out of a warehouse for the week. Well, let's just compare it to the events industry where you can go and hire furniture. Yeah. So you can pick up a couple of bar stools and, you know, have your backyard party or they can style your whole entire wedding extravaganza for you. So, you know, that is a furniture hire business to me. A furniture hire business for staging is knowing what kind of furniture to invest in. For example, we would do probably 10 to 15 houses a week, which means we're moving. There's nothing glamorous about that. We're moving high-end furniture from a warehouse onto a truck into a home. Um, You're a delivery business. We are a Man with a van. No, wait, wait. No, I don't want you to think we're a delivery business. That's the back end of our business that we make seem absolutely seamless and and easy and we don't ever show you how difficult and hard and logistically impossible that is on a daily basis but what we do is we choose the right furniture that suits the style of the home we want to elevate the home with the with the caliber of furniture we're bringing in so it looks more expensive than maybe it appears when it's vacant by the velvets and marbles and the finishes and things that we're bringing in but it's also about working a floor plan so that we're creating not only a cohesive feel throughout the home when people are walking through it but there's got to be an element of the buyer experience so that for example if on the very top floor you've got a master bedroom that's just major wow factor we want to build the hype from when people walk in the door and we just have to keep giving, 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 giving until they hit the jackpot on the top floor. And that's when we know that we've really, really engaged them emotionally. And when they think back down to the journey that they've been on, they say, this is the house for us. So there's a bit of skill involved in terms of creating that with the right pieces, the right brands, the right look and feel, what's super on trend, but also using that illusion of space that I mentioned so that it photographs absolutely immaculately Mm. there's a lot of you know symmetry involved if a room is small then there's techniques that we use to make it look bigger if if a room's an absolute monster there's a way there's ways in which we can make it feel warm and homely usable yeah and usable Yeah. yeah so there's lots of different tricks that if we were just a furniture hire business people wouldn't be getting those results all right so let's think a bit practically for a second I think, look, I've decided after listening to this podcast that staging may be the way for me to go, or at least I'll look into it. I'm going to give Sarah a call or anyone in the industry a call on the staging, but let's hope it's you and say, look, I want to do some staging. What do you do from there? How does the process go? Is there some sort of consultation period where you come to the home? and? So we probably, if you're thinking about selling and your agent hasn't recommended you see a home stager, you're probably around the same time that you're seeing your agents and selecting, basically capturing a lot of information about how to take your home to market, include staging in that. So we will be, we'll do a walkthrough of the property. Ideally, the home must be vacant for us to bring staging furniture in purely because, well, in particular, our range is a high-end furniture range. So, um, you know, we don't really like people living there while our furniture is there so that, you know, horses and dogs and cats and etc children dare I say yep. you know accidents do happen but the the service that that's provided with the staging is so that every time an agent has somebody to take through the property it is it's picture perfect nothing's been touched it's in display mode and that's a big part of getting the the end result 
is ensuring that through the duration of that the sales campaign it is picture perfect at all times but sorry i digress there <laughs> um so up front you'd want to get that information from from a stager and so walking through the home is so important yes when we're in a hurry sometimes we can work with people on floor plans to give you a bit of an idea on price but every home has its different selling points Every home has its negatives that need to be factored in when staging because when people walk through a home, they will be looking at it objectively and they will probably have not negatives, but they'll be they'll be making assumptions about the space. And sometimes it's my job to walk through with a buyer hat on and understand what I think their objectives might be. So that enables us to give the, the seller some advice as well, like maybe we should you know, freshen this up a little bit. Unfortunately, I'm an I'm extremely passionate person about what I do and I will tell people to do small cosmetic improvements if they've got a limited budget. There's things that they should be doing before spending money on staging. Hmm. So we can make something look as amazing as, as, as it possibly can. It will photograph well, etc. But if there's major problems with the property that I know people are going to have issues with, it's more detrimental to your end sale price if you're not fixing those things up front than yeah. putting a Band-Aid on it. Of course. We've had you in. We've had it. We've done a, a bit of a consultation about where are the hero places, where are we need, needing to fix some things up. Yep. Then I guess we talk about the extent to which staging is required and then how much it costs. Yes, yeah, so we'll pro- always... Or uh, maybe a we'll, theme. Everyone will provide you with a proposal yeah. um, with what's included in the staging and then, yes, provide you with some imagery of what we propose to put into the home. And then it's just a matter of, of us coordinating with the photographer and the real estate agent for an ideal date. I like to tell my sellers to organise us as the very last thing when the, when the cleaner's been, the garden's mulched. We will install a fit-out in about probably four hours, four or five hours, and then the photographer can come in and, and take the photos the same day, and it generally stays in there for one month. Let's talk about that, that value point then. So across the industry, where do you see the price points being as a minimum and maximum spend, but also how is it priced? Is it based on the type of furniture, the amount of furniture, the amount of time, if it's if it's four weeks, but actually it takes two months. Yeah. Is there a plus that, you know, plus, 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 or if it sells in three days, you're still charging them for a month? How's all this work? Yeah, sure. So... A lot of questions. W- yeah, no, that's okay. And, and keep me on track with the questions because yeah. I get excited and go off track. Look, we're a relatively new industry here in Perth. And just like any other industry, you're going to have a low price point and a high price point. And, and it's up to you as the consumer to to make your decision on what you see as fit and it's up to us as an industry to you know become more and more professional in what we do and what we're delivering to clients which is something that is very important to me that if I'm if I'm presenting you with with something I want to try and show you as much value in my offer as possible the cost is fixed for us whether you have it in there for a month or two weeks so people do say what if it's what if it sells in the the first first three days beautiful i've done my job so well you should be so proud that you engaged me to you know work on your home is my answer to that we don't want your home to be sit there with no attention for months on end that that to me is is a defeat for me we want to we want to reduce the average days on market and we want to be getting you a higher sale price or at least um, a really good variance between the first offer and what people were willing to pay as the end sale price. What if I get 
six weeks or four weeks down the track and say, look, Sarah, we haven't got the price we want yet or we haven't got any offers, yep. how would the industry normally charge after that? Yeah, so we offer a daily ongoing rate or... And, you know, you can pay for another week or another oh, month. No. Okay. A lot of the commercial developers and things that we work with that have multi-dwelling, you know, apartment blocks, for example, and, and are just hiring a fit out for us, might hire them for a long-term three months, six months up front because they know that they they want to use it for an extended number of time. And we just price that accordingly and give them, you know, a, a discount for the ongoing hire. What if someone said, look, I reckon we need really expensive couch or table going in this place and you're looking through your book and going, I don't have one of them, but I, I agree with you. Would you go out and buy it knowing that this is probably, you know, and then stage it in there and knowing that we'll probably use, obviously use this again. Like, does that happen where it's sort of an ad hoc? I reckon that's a great idea. We're going to get one of those. We're going to stage it for you. And then, you know, this would be the price. How does it work? Because obviously stuff on the precipice, I'm sure you'd have clients that are looking at magazines going, have you got any of these? Yeah. The buying side of the business has been a really exciting evolution of mm. where I started to where it is now. And um, well, You constantly have to be upgrading your stuff, right? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, and and we, we do prove to be a premium offering in Perth. And so there's a lot of pressure that comes with that. Mm. You know, there's a lot of pressure to be a cool kid. Because there's a lot of cool kids who have got different ideas as to what's cool. Yeah, well, cool is classic and and classic needs to appeal to the masses. So when we started our design process in China, it was like a whole new world to me. Uh, It was like Pandora's box. We had been hiring furniture from, we outsourced our furniture hire so that we could take on jobs that we may not necessarily have pieces for. And that was really hard going at the time because we'd get a sofa from here and a table from there and... I just don't know how we did it, but we did it. Yeah. And, you know, on the flip side to your question, I would never take on a job that I couldn't I couldn't complete. I'm not going to half furnish a house because that's all I've got. Yeah, okay. So we invested in a bucket load of furniture and containers started rolling in. And the best part about the design phase is that I know what photographs well because it's tried and tested. And so I'm lucky I didn't invest in those pieces that I was outsourcing because they might not necessarily look good. It was just, you know, I could get my hands on those at the time and and they were great. But this has helped us form what our style is. So if somebody wants to have a Hampton style fit out or a really specific around... A Scandi, a Euro. yeah, 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 yeah. We can put our spin on that. But this is our style. This okay. is our signature style. And I like to think that it's identifiable in the market now because we've we've really had to stick to our guns and back ourselves in to say, we know that this will look good. So that was my question. Why is it your style? Is it because you believe that this is what makes your clients the most money? It's It photographs beautifully. So let me give you an example without giving it all away. Yeah. Framed glass artwork, okay? Looks beautiful. Most galleries have framed glass artwork. In home staging, if we have a beautiful lounge room, particularly if it's a lot of open plan with glass, which is very, you know, modern Australian these days, looks amazing when we leave the property. The professional photographer will come in and you won't even be able to see the artwork in yeah. the photo. Or it'll have a reflection. It'll all be a reflection. <laughs> yeah. So the beautiful piece of art, which really frames the room, forget what Shana Blaze says, we start with art all the time and the calibre of the art needs to be on 
point with the the price point of the home they should elevate one another art's a really powerful focal point when selling a property so let's say we've got fancy art but now we can't see it because it's got all reflection in it from so we only work with framed canvases box framed canvases because they're foolproof Mm -hmm. so those little hacks along the way have really helped us shape what our style is because we've learnt from our mistakes very early on and our style is our style for a reason. Yes, it gets results, but if you're paying me $4,000 to create a marketing campaign for you and you can't see the artwork or the sofa is photographing purple mm. when it's grey, all of these little hacks that we've had, the, the pillows look sloppy, it looks like someone's just sat all over the bed when we've spent two hours steaming it perfectly. Yeah. You know, there's all these little little hacks that we've learned along the way that give our product the end finish that it does today. All right, so we've had the consultation uh, again. Uh, you've provided now the, the mood board, maybe the, the your presentation, I guess, of... Mm-hmm of all the little aspects that you're expecting you know, to, that you'd like to put into the home. The artwork, this is the chair, this is the couch, this is the table. We're going to put this vase here, right? And I go, Sarah, I hate that vase. What happens then? <laughs> of course, we don't get offended. However, the vase, we can swap that out. That's no problem, Trent. I'm sorry you don't like that vase. <laughs> yeah. We've got thousands of vases yeah. and they're all, they're, they're, you'll love them. Sometimes we get a little bit of pushback if the clients are still very emotionally involved in the property transaction. So when you're engaging a professional like us, you know, we, we do, you know, probably like 30, 30 houses a month we're involved in. We probably say, see about, you know, 50 to 60 clients that are selling their house when we're out on the road doing consultations and quotes and things. And so we are very much removed from the emotion that it takes to take your home Yeah, I can to relate market. to that. Yeah, it becomes, it becomes very, very much a derivative. Yeah, yeah. And, and, they, and we forget that we do it every day. Yeah. And so you might not necessarily like my vase in the mood board because you've never had a vase like that in the house. And that makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable. But when I show you the showreel of how that vase is being used in, in other properties and photographs to the point where it's it's almost ca- creating a character for the whole kitchen, the way we've placed it, all of a sudden you're at ease knowing that your property's in good, capable hands. And sometimes it is about us presenting the right tools to the client based on the nature of the transaction. Yeah, and I probably learned something from that that answer there too is that it i need to step away from it myself i'm no longer going to live in it it's not going to be my vase that i'm putting my flowers in anymore yeah i've sold the home already pretty much i've made that decision i've moved out and i need to now leave it to someone else all right so finally the big money question is to what everyone really wants to know have you got any experience or data on really how much money you reckon you can make your clients a multiplier effect essentially if i'm putting five grand into a property what are you hoping to be able to bring out for that client on the back end so over the last probably four or five years, it's been about days on the market. So our clearance rate is always about 96% and it's been always about keeping it under 28 days for us mm-hmm. as, a, as a ballpark. And when we work with really reputable agents, really motivated sellers, there's nothing more effective than you know a, a 20 to 28 day on the market sale that's really exciting that's kicking goals for us as the market's shifted here in Perth over the last six months 
for the first time in our business, we've been able to measure the data around a house going on the market. And I've become a big advocate for um, a full marketing campaign, not just take the first offer on the first home open. I feel like that's personally, I don't like to comment on the market and how how agents should work. But running that full campaign means that we can create these massive amounts of emotions between people that ensure that that drives the the offers higher and higher and that excites me immensely. It gives the selling agent some ammo, doesn't it? It does, yeah. yeah. So it's become less about selling it quickly because anyone could do that right now and more about actually then leveraging that to now get finally in Perth's the extra prices. Exactly. What do you reckon that might be there? I know that we'd never know. It's a bizarro world sort of thing, mm. but you're getting any feedback from the agents? Yes, the agents that are running a, a full campaign with our, our styling, the difference between the first offer and, and what the sale price is, I think our biggest one so far has been 560000 So, And that was a property that sat on the market for 18 months with no interest. Now, now that's a high-end property we're talking about. And how much did they millions. spend with you? About 4600 Yeah, wow. What furniture do you get for four, oh, four and a half grand? Yeah, so they had yeah a fully furnished lower level home. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, and and the master bedroom upstairs as well. Okay, but it just gave a different look and feel to them living in the property. Their property had what they were building, and they were, just went and moved into their new build. How exciting for them! But they were left with an empty shell of a home that wasn't wasn't moving. Especially so. for the big expensive homes. That can look really empty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit, yeah, a bit sad. If we scale it back down to normal people's prices, yeah, and we think about a seven hundred thousand dollar, eight hundred thousand dollar house, yeah, uh, we think in an extra fifty, sixty grand is possibly where where it's at. Well, we just did one in Big Park actually, and it, it was a three bedroom villa, um, rear rear home, and that was on for I think like six eighty. Um, the difference that they got between their first offer and their last offer was ninety thousand, so yeah, it was wow. still a high impact. They they spent about four thousand with us as well. That sound about is that about where it is four to six grand? Yeah, four can to most six. people fill out their home for that? Yeah, I mean they can get it much cheaper from other. It's just the caliber of furniture and the finish yeah. that they're investing in. Is it very much a you pay peanuts you get monkeys industry? I'm Switzerland. <laughs> Maybe we'll leave it there. Sarah James <laughs> from Perth Style Co. Thanks so much. Hey, we'll get you in again for a couple more episodes, I reckon, because I've had a great time. Great. Thanks, Trent. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Perth Property Show. If you've only just joined the conversation, you can catch up by heading over to our website, perthpropertyshow.com.au, subscribing to the podcast or joining our Facebook page. Don't forget to tune in next Monday at 7am for more expert insights, local analysis and suburb spotlights. Happy hunting!